Okay. So uh, we are on the bottom of Ayin Vav Amid Beis, seventy-six B. We're making real progress here. So uh, we learned uh, the Chachamim said that if a woman has, we've been talking about a woman who has a blemish, and uh, the husband can't um, didn't know that, or that's really the debate. If if he knew it, and he uh, then he has to pay ksuva. But if he didn't know it, uh, then she would lose her ksuva. But Chochamim said, until now we've been talking about a kind of blemish that was hidden, and he had no way of knowing it. But if it was uh, something that was visible, and he had met her and gotten engaged, so then that means that he had been uh, he had gone into the marriage being willing to uh, put up with that kind of blemish. So Omreb Nachman, what about the blemish called nikva? As we turn to today's page, what's the deal with that? What kind of blemish is that? Rashi says it's a sickness. Let's see the Rashi. Holy where people fall down, they have seizures. They're, everything is fine, and then this is yeah. Um, so uh, so that's a blemish. <coughs> you look on the outside, they look normal. He didn't discover that until he married her, and so that would be means, grounds for divorce. That's if um, uh, it happens at certain times, and she made sure to see him when it wasn't happening. But let's say it happens at any time, so then this isn't something she could have hidden. And when he asked around, does this lady have uh, healthy, does she have any issues? So then that would have been something that was well known. Um, and see, also, if they, the question was, was this something she could have hidden from him? So some people know when they're about to have a seizure, when they're, they're not feeling well or they better be careful. Other people, they, they have no, no clue of when it could happen. Rashi, Kamumashiv, it's like it's hidden. She'll make sure on the day when she feels like she's going to have it that she won't go out. Whereas if, she, if this comes without warning, then people definitely know because it would have been observed at other times. They're worried that, that they'll be in their father's house forever if they don't sign the mate. Oh, well, they'll have to take somebody less, less chashuv, less, you know, that maybe he'll have an issue. <laughs> and that, everybody who has the issue doesn't want, the, doesn't want to marry a spouse who also has the issue. They want a spouse who's perfect. And that's, the truth is that's the problem in, in this, that everybody wants the perfect spouse that, you know, checks off on everything, but they have to realize they don't check off on everything. And so it's... Uh, yeah, right. That's, 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 what's really, what, that's what's going on here, really. Correct, yeah, yeah, that's what's going on. Okay. Now, what about the man? What kind of blemishes can she say? I didn't know this. I want out, right? It's like my other horse. you got to check the teeth. Really? Is that what they say? you got to check the teeth? Okay. That's how they age them. It is true. Yeah, yeah. I don't know how they can see it, but they look at their teeth and gums. Really interesting. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, Haish and Oldavol moment. Now, the Mishnah here is talking about not that when they he hid it from her, but they got married and then it happens later, meaning that after they're married, Oldavol he something happens to him and. Uh, uh, he's no longer so, uh, she's not thrilled to be together with him. <coughs> we don't force him uh, to give a divorce. 
it's not, um, it, you know, it's life. That's if it's a minor thing. But if this is a major deal, uh, then we force him to give her a divorce. It's just not fair. This, of course, is that her inspiration, no? Like she's saying, I want out. Correct. The yes. whole thing is yeah. not quite balanced. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> you would, okay. I mean, he's, he's obviously the one who has to has to give the divorce. What's an example? Uh, so we'll give some examples. Uh, Rav Yudatani, so that's the next Mishnah. Okay, we're getting there soon. Rav Yudatani Noldum, he learned that these were things that came afterwards. Chiyabarav Tani Hayu. No, actually he had them and she discovers them. So Mandi Omer Noldu, if you say when they come afterwards, Kol Shekain Hayu, certainly if she had them um, all along. Uh, so if it's something big, Kesavar, uh, Originally, she knew about them and she accepted them. If they had them, I will know the low. But if, if he didn't have them, she never accepted them. When it's the small stuff. But the really big blemishes. We force him to divorce her. If you say these happened after they got married, that's why there makes a difference between small and big. Because um, small people can handle, big they can't. But if he had them beforehand, and she accepted to marry him with his handicap, what's the difference if it's big or small? She accepted it. The answer is, she thought she would be able to handle it. But Akshav, but after, it's one thing, when, as long as you're not married, it looks like, oh, no problem. But now that she's married, and Yochala Kabul, she can't handle it. Either one, a big or a small one. Potentially, right, right. And so she, uh, the, the question is, does Beisden, when the wife says that she can't handle it, when will Beisden get involved? So uh, what's considered a big blemish? So Pir Shishingam Lil Kagonda, he goes blind. Uh, ain't no. Question is, does it have to be in both eyes or even in one uh, eye? That's the question. Yeah. Is, is one eye a big handicap? You lose depth? You know. Um, that's where I no am today. And I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but the question would be... It's not terrific, but... Uh, you know, with a spouse... Yeah. I mean, it's a function, but it's, it's pretty uncomfortable. I see. Nick to Uyado, he, his hand gets cut off, or Nishburu Raglu. It's interesting, the hand it gets cut off, the foot just gets smashed. Nishburu Raglu, foot gets smashed. Itmar, Rabbah, Barayakum, Yohalakush, we hold like that. Rabbah, Omer, Nahalo, we hold like the Chachamim. So we have a, uh, the question is, is there a difference between the big and the small? Omi, Omer, Emi, Yohanan, Hachi, Yivomer, Rabbah, Chanan, Yohan, Mekom, Lakshishan, Rishim, Gamliel, Shesteno, Lakamosa. Anytime you see E.F. Hutton, Rishim, Gamliel, the Mishnah, we, we hold like him. Except for three cases, there's three cases where we don't. So, do we always agree with Shingamil or not? I thought we just said over here we hold like the Rabbanan. So, the Lumar said actually there was a dispute amongst the Amorayim, Alibid Reb Yochanan, whether or not it's always like Shingamil or not. These are all physical. And they, they didn't really decide whether these were big or small. They're just physical handicaps. So, so well, we mentioned big ones. We mentioned a few big oh, ones. Big yeah, ones. Oh, uh, Loss of limb, I guess, would be considered a big one. In other words, if a person goes blind or they, have the, they don't have the use of their hand or their foot, mm. those are big. The, the icker of this, though, is, is that if she wants to get out, she can get out of and she's going to get a kasuva. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what it is. But, it, even, but even the basin will force him to. 
that Beisden will say, he might say, well, I'm happy to have, I don't want to be divorced. Beisden will say, no, this is reasonable over here. Yeah, now Tosa speaks out what you were asking, Michael. Let's look at the second Tosus. Kofanoso, we force him to divorce. And near the read, the Suba. We force him, even though she's instigating. She's the one who, who wants out of the marriage. So usually she broke the marriage, but here we make him pay. Even though he didn't want to get divorced. It's a similar case over there uh, where she has a complaint. Even though we force him. Um, and, the question is, what does it mean we force him? We'll talk about that also. Does it mean that we have a talk with him, or does it mean that we twist his arm? Yeah, right, that's right. So, sometimes forcing means... So, uh, we, we won't give him a Leah until he, uh, you know... So you like your other kneecap? You lost one leg. Oh, but this is like... A no fault of There's no hallucination about this man's No base in is forcing anybody to do anything. But this, yeah. the whole, this whole premise is also is, is of no fault of his. Something happened, an accident. Yeah, whatever. it's not a question of fault. It's just a question. He contracted a marriage, and um, uh, she can't handle living with somebody who's blind or somebody who can't... What? It's unbearable for her. It's unbearable for her, right. Like he it's a, with dementia. Mm-hmm. Is that a, like in today's day? Right. Dimension. I don't want. I don't. I don't feel like keeping up with her. Blah blah blah. So it's not. This would be reason. Oh wait. This would be is a man this, saying that. Any time what if her husband throughout the marriage? It'd be. It'd be twenty. Well, so it depends on if it's Noldu or if it's um. Yeah. So. Uh, hayu. So if it's Noldu, that means even if it happens later. Whereas Hayu means um, you know, the only if it was right away and he yeah, cheated. Know about it. Yeah. yeah. As soon as she found out. Mm-hmm. Correct. It's is it nice for somebody to stay with somebody with dementia? Certainly, but it usually it happens so late in life that people sometimes they are able to stay in such a. But it's not a. Um, it's very it's it's very hard for people like that. We assume you know those people are heroes really when they, um, and they end up having to give like twenty four seven care. Because if you don't have a spouse, so then you have to hire all kinds of people to, to take care of it. And here you've got a person who's not feeling well themselves, who often has to take care for a, of a spouse. Who's she, could, she could have in mind that it's just going to burn up the state that they have. Also, yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Wow. So let's see the mission. So what's a good list of some of these problems? So number one, if he's got a disease where his limbs are falling off, uh, that'll do it. Uh, uh, we'll see it also might be contagious so like let's see uh, um, they called it leprosy but I think that was for lack of a better uh, better word and number two he's her husband's a polypus you don't want to know what that is but we'll wait for the Gemara Bali polypus he's a he's a a polypus number three this has to do with how he makes a living. Uh, he, uh, he's, uh, either he works in manure, um, 
Now, people who work in the, they didn't really have a way to get clean in those days. I'm not sure if today they do either, but it's somebody who works all day in manure, he smells like manure. Husband comes home, he smells like, Vamitsar Nekoshis, he's a copper miner, or Vabursi, or he's a tanner. So evidently, they used to use dog urine to tan. It, it smelled terrible. I don't know if they still do or not, but uh, the people who were in the tanning business, were uh, they really smelled bad. Whether he had it before he was married, either way, those are grounds for divorce. And even if he told her, this is what I plan to do for a living, she could say, I thought I could handle it. I just can't. No, we don't let her off so easy. If she agreed, um, he's not required. Uh, she might have to give up her ksuva if she wants a divorce. He's, she's not. Requ- he, we don't force him to give a divorce. Al except mukheshkin. If he has mukheshkin, then we do require him to give a divorce. Um, so what this means is that the relations are uh, make him worse. So in most cases, we would say maybe the courts shouldn't be involved. Maybe they're better off being married. But in the case where married life is going to make his, uh, his condition worse, so uh, there, uh, we would force him to give a divorce because they're better off not being married. He's, it's not good for his health. Sidon, it once happened in Sidon, but Bursi Echad, there was a famous tanner, and he died and without children. And he had a brother who was also in that business. And... The widow said, uh, we have a great, we have a brother to do yibam. So, <laughs> she could say, Your brother, I was able to handle his bursi smell. You, you, I can't handle. Just not, uh, uh, you might say, what's the difference? They're both doing the same thing. No, it's nuanced. Sometimes there's one that you can uh, manage with. Different dog I think it has to do with love. In other words, the first guy she fell in love with, she could handle him. She, you know, that was, you know, she. Um, whereas the other one, that was the. <laughs> That's correct, yeah. So, what is this pilipus, which we said we didn't say it is yet? It's a smell that comes out of the nose. It's probably something, uh, some kind of disease. Something's deteriorating inside him. It comes out of the mouth. He learned it the other way. The way he learned it was the mouth. Is it a mouth smell or is it a nose smell? And we had that question before. Well, can't you use mouthwash? But if somebody's around somebody all the time, then you can't have 24-7 mouthwash. They have these mouthwashes that say 24 hours. For, it's not true. That's like, the, you know, it's a, um, whatever. They, uh, but Hamakamet. So then we talked about uh, he's a gatherer. He's a person that gathers certain things. What exactly is it that he gathers that she can't handle? So, by the way, this is from the same word, kmitza, the hand. Uh, or it's, in his, it's something in his hand. So I'm going to use that kamet soskalov. He gathers dog dew. Isn't that nice of him to pick up all the dog dew? The, um, but um, so uh, she can say that I, you know she can't handle the smell. I thought this was the tanner. 
actually look at the Mishnah, so you see that Bursi and Mechamets are two separate trades. So Bishrei must nisa in the Mishnah itself, lo kasha kan bursi gadol kan bursi katan. There's the big tanner and the small tanner. Um, the small tanner, Rashi learns that he only does a few skins. There's people that have big skins, lots of skins, and there are people, Rashi bursi katan, shu ani v'yeshla orasmad. He doesn't have so much, he doesn't do it as much, so the smell isn't so bad. So Bishrei must nisa in lo kasha kan bursi, there's the big one and a small one. Elri Yehuda, who says these are the same thing, so what's the difficulty? The more says tonight he had a different opinion. The Tanya, the Tanya, Hakomitz Bursi. One view is the Komitz man is the Tanner. He gathers the dog dew. Either way, it's it's either dog urine or dog dew. But I guess there's a difference. Bursi. So we said the person who gathers who um, literally means I, I was learning the miner, but it means the person who smelts the copper. I don't know exactly how. Yeah. Yeah, the refiner. Yes. Anybody know what that process is, or is it like a blacksmith? It's in a furnace. It's in a furnace. Yeah. Why does it stink, though? Yeah, why is it? Sorry. Why does it stink? Why does it smell? Smoke, maybe, or I don't know. Um, but apparently, copper is particularly nasty. You know something about? Okay, my mitzarv nechoshes. So, what exactly is mitzarv nechoshes? Rashi says kushli dodi. He's the guy that stokes the fire. He's the guy that does the smelting. Rabbi Rechana says that Machatik Nechoshes Mikora. No, he's the miner. That's the guy that goes down in the mine. The miners also, they, when they um, they get a smell after a while, like it it takes takes over their bodies, their their fingernails, their whole. It's particularly uh, um, hard to get clean from a person that mines in the copper mines. Omar What about if the husband is just stingy? He says, I'm not going to feed this lady. I'm not going to uh, give her money. I'm not going to support her. Um, and by the way, um, a high percentage of divorces are where the husband doesn't provide for the wife. You know, she doesn't, uh, he doesn't, uh, he always is out of work. He's always not, uh, you know, doesn't, doesn't feed her. There's no, there's no food. So what happens if the husband doesn't meet his responsibilities? He be but he has to give her a divorce. She gets the he said this in front of Shmuel, and uh, that if the husband refuses, doesn't provide for the wife, so uh, he has to give a divorce and pay the ksuva. So Shmuel said, sorry, He said, feed that guy barley. That's the expression. I love the Gemara's expressions because we never really know: is it an insult? Is it a compliment? Uh, what does he mean to say? That's food. Food for animals. Yeah, yeah give him food for animals. Barley is, is, is animal. Yeah. So, he's saying the person is thinking in a crude way. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, that's right. <laughs> he said, instead of forcing him to divorce her, I mean, if you're going to put on the forcing mat, force him to feed her. Or the heat, the same heat, what you're forcing her to <clears throat> um, I'm not sure why it says eat the barley. It means that you're not thinking like a you got to be more intelligent about this. Oh, In other oh, words, oh. you're just thinking he's not feeding her. You know, get divorced. You know, force him to divorce. Her. Uh, well, instead of forcing him to divorce, her, force him to feed her, and they'll be happy. She no. didn't say that she can't stand the guy. She just said uh, he's not feeding me. You got the Rashi right by the box. Uh, let's see the Rashi. Okay. Feed him barley like an animal. And uh, the anytime somebody eats in an unusual way, that's called kosin. 
it could even be, it's not just the barley, it's how he eats the barley. Uh, basically, he, he was saying that... Um, it's not no fork. Yeah. He <laughs> just stick his head there with <laughs> So that's a good point. Uh, yeah. yeah. So... Um, so uh, the question, why, what was Rob thinking? Why, why would Rob say that he has to get a divorce? The answer is, A person can't live with a snake in a basket. In other words, if you've got to force the husband to, to feed her, uh, you can force him once or twice, but she, you can't force her to live with that. Um, he just, he doesn't, basically, he doesn't want, he, he's, he's not willing to feed her. We're not talking about somebody that's unemployed. We're talking about somebody that's not willing to feed her so Basin can force him, give her money. Okay, he'll give it, but she's got to live with him, this guy that's so stingy that he's refusing to, to do it. He says, on this, they fed a lazar uh, barley in bubble. Uh, so they actually did. Or maybe he meant to say, you got him. I don't know. Uh, we only force people to get divorced. Basin only gets involved <coughs> if it's a marriage that's illegal according to Jewish law. If she's married, if they're married to someone who's pastel, we force the coin gadol if he's married to a widow. So those uh, those uh, those types of things Basin will get involved in. What about if a person is married a woman? And they were married 10 years below Yoldo, and they didn't give birth, which means that it's very unlikely that they are going to be able to do Peruvu. So even though it's not ideal, ain't Kofanos, so the basin won't get involved. He says, even if a person married a woman and they married 10 years below Yoldo, Kofanos, so he says, we do force them. To not who's right, we learned, who do we force? Um, uh, the question is, so who's right in this issue? If somebody's married 10 years and they don't give birth, do we force them to get divorced so they can have kids or not? So, uh, Tanan, these are the list. Mucheshkin, if he's got the limbs falling off, or he's about pilipus, he's got the pilipus uh, uh, coming out of the mouth or the nose or whatever. Uh, so the question is like, Ravasi, why didn't it mention, um, why didn't it mention these, uh, these other things? Um, the Torah things. So the answer is Rabbanukatani. These are rabbinic problems. The Arisa, Torah problems like a divorce to a Kohen, Lokatani. Why didn't this make the list? If you get married below Yadokofano, so according to you, it should list it. He said, uh, it's not a difficulty. There are some things that you force with a, a lash, and there are some things that you force with words. Habamili habashuti. Uh, if they're a forbidden <coughs> marriage and they refuse to get divorced, we pull out the whip. If it's just 10 years and they refuse to get divorced, we have a talk with them. Rashi hub mili, apir rivya, but mili If it's just they're not have, fulfilling the mitzvah of having children, so we talk with them with words. Bishuti, lo redinale, but we don't pull out the whip. Abu Hanak, but if it's married to a mamzer or one of these other things, bishuti nami redinale. We also, by the way, Rashi throws in. The whip is not the first resort. That's the, the, we also we shi'efshalei lekabel if it's uh, if they're refusing to do it. So um, this uh, this issue there's a, it seems like Shulchan Aruch seems to say today we don't 
we don't force people to get divorced if they're 10 years. Uh, um, some people, um, there are a number of, of well-known people that never had children, you know, were married 10 years. It's just not... Um, uh, yeah, yeah. 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 never had children. There's a lot of great uh, big people that just never had. Matsilei Ravabi is a question. Um, it says that uh, if you try words, words never works with a servant. You know, oh, work harder. <laughs> you know, be motivated. Words don't work with a certain kind of person. So, really, um, uh, what both of them we we have to have the whip as a threat. Haslam ki amra havina bahade. In that case where um, the uh, man says he's willing to um, to put up with uh, not having kids, shavkinu we leave him alone. Hacha over here in the case where they've got these diseases, afagafta uh, amra. Even though they say I'll stay with him, lo uh, shavkinu We don't we don't let them stay married. We don't let them. That's different. Because it's not healthy for them. If she says, um, I, I will stay married to him, but it'll be a marriage where they won't have relations because we'll have witnesses. Well, they'll make sure um, that they never live together. Uh, so this way it won't harm him. So then we let them. Over here, even though uh, she, she says she's willing to live together with other people around so they will never have yichud, they'll never be alone, uh, we, won't, uh, we, we don't let them. Again, and these would be the... Um, so there's always a shomer sometimes? Well, what, let's say uh, Cohen's married to a divorcee and he says, um, you know, all right, they, they'll stay married, but they won't ever have relations, you know, or they won't, uh, do we let them, you know. The, so in, in, the, in, the, in the other case where he's not well, so they would let them stay married, but she has to be careful not to be alone with him because that could lead to relations, and, and that's not, not good for him. Okay. Tanya, Omer of Yossi, Sakhli, Zokhenem, and Shushalayim. I once met a, uh, uh, an elder sage from Yushalayim, Esim Arba Mucheshkinhem. Um, there's 24 different types of diseases that are really bad that are called mukheshkin. And all of them, it's not healthy for them to have relations. But the one called Bale Rasan, that's the worst. What causes this disease called Rasan? Tanya. If somebody has surgery, has bloodletting, and they have relations, basically they're having. Uh, children where they're they're short on blood, so it causes the children to be born uh, with the, uh, this type of sickness. Hekishnehem, or if both, if what happens if both the husband and the wife, both of them were short of blood, haveliban bali rasin, then the children will be this disease called rasin. That's if they didn't have their energy drinks after they had their bloodletting, they didn't uh, have the you know refill avutoy But if they had something, then it's not so bad. In other words, they didn't replenish when they uh, had my simna. What are signs of this sickness? So they got dolphinina, they got dolphin eyes, droopy eyes. What? Um, I don't know how else to, uh, what it is exactly. They dive nakira and they drippy nose. The isle riri puma and the saliva is coming out of their mouth. 
Uh, <laughs> yeah, Veramu did viola, and there's flies around them. <laughs> the flies mean that something is um, is rotting inside. Yeah, it's bad. News, it's bad. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's really bad. News. <laughs> So, oh, my, as so how, well, how do you... They're not even mentioning the smell that would be associated with all that, are they? That's right, yeah. Oh, my, as and what's the, uh, how do you heal such a thing? So, Omar Abai, so this is the pharmacist. You get Pila, you get some royal penny, that's something called Pila. Rashi says he knows what this is. It's a grass that's called pulin, pulin grass. And then you get Ludna, Alunshna, Gidra de Egos, Something to do with some nuts, vegidra de ashba, and something to do with some ashes, vekilo malka, umiska de dikla, and you put them all together, sumka vishlikule, you boil it together, bhadiyadari. And then what you do is you go into the surgery room. You bring now, the problem is that when a person is opened up, uh, they're, they're very uh, subject to disease or to sickness. So the problem is that if the, the weather, it, the wind blows on him, it could, it could make him move and it could cause trouble. So they would try to do surgery in a room that had no wind. So you bring him into uh, the marble house. What happens if you don't have? You bring him into the room where there's seven bricks, you know, where there's, it's, it's tight from the air. And what you do is you take 300 cups of this solution on his head. You're giving him brain surgery. Um, so you need to soften the skull. So you use this, uh, this acidic mixture of all these various things, and you, uh, you, uh, you, you give him constant uh, um, uh, soaking of the skull, adirapia, until it gets soft. And you do brain surgery. It's amazing they, they could do brain surgery in those days. When the brain is softens up, you bring myrtle leaves, and you push them in under the uh, into the area of the brain. And then you take out the tweezers and you remove the uh, the growth or whatever it is that's causing the uh, the disease. To elo. Now, why do you got to do all that? Uh, why do you got to remove the whole thing? Then it could come back. You have to do this open, open brain surgery. Makas or Yochanan. Now, the next thing is fascinating. The Middle Ages had the Black Death. Was, you know, destroyed, what was it, a third of Europe or maybe even two-thirds? I forgot exactly. And uh, now they know how it spread. It was through the flies and through the rats. Uh, but at the time, they weren't aware of what made it spread. They couldn't stop it. So all they had to do was open the Gemara. You know, if they had the, they, they instead they burnt the Gemara. But if they would just, uh, it's amazing. Like we, the Chazal knew about the spread of disease through the flies. You know, they knew that. You know, it took science a long time to go to figure that up. Rabbi Yochan made an announcement. He said, "Be careful, Mizuve Shebale Rasen. Stay away from those flies. Make sure you don't get near the flies of somebody that has disease." Uh, no, nobody you knows. Ribzera lo have yosef bezika. He wouldn't stand in downwind. Rebelazer lo ayel baola. He wouldn't go in the same building. Rebam rasi lo have okle mavi mahu mavoi. They wouldn't eat any food that was prepared in that alleyway, even next door. So Yeshua uh, ben Levi. Now we get to the famous Yeshua ben Levi story. So uh, basically, when people have the plague, you got to be very careful. 
They, I mean, they made announcements that to stay away uh, because it's extremely contagious and uh, uh, you're required to take precautions from things that are uh, very contagious. Yeah. So what did he do? So Rabbi Shua ben Levi makrik v'hu, he got very close to them, uh, the people who were sick, even within the uh, eye it was contagious, and what he did was, when he would visit them, he would learn Torah, and he would quote a Pasuk, it says that the Torah brings a person in favor in God's eyes. So, if it actually, um, uh, if, if it, uh, it makes a person better and makes him uh, find Hashem's favor, so certainly Hashem will protect him. So he felt that the Torah that he learns would protect him from catching the plague. Let's see the Rashi. Rashi starts on the right side, switches to the left. He would come visit them and he'd be learning Torah and sit next to them. I wasn't he worried? He said no. He has he has faith that the Torah he learns will protect him. Torah protects the. Uh, they always have these um, the amount of miracles that happen in Israel. You know from the uh, from the different uh, terrorist things like the, um, uh, the 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 Arabs. I think they call it like they have a word like bad karma. They they don't they don't understand like they have so many plots. Like the Iranians have been trying to uh, kidnap an Israeli or harm Israelis, not not soldiers, just tra- you know, just tourists, and uh, they have you know, and it's almost like they, they can't figure it out. Like they keep on trying, and even when the Israelis don't know, they they, they somehow have mazel. It's called you know, the the Yisrael has has merit. Uh, now sometimes the merits aren't enough, but the the stories that you'll hear uh, for every one that gets through, there's ten that don't that should have. Um, it, it's a definitely there's divine, unbelievable divine protection, and you you just dig beneath the surface, and every Israeli has a story, you know, or everybody uh, of, of a miracle that happened to them. So Kiyahavi Shachiv. So this uh, apparently the Gemara wants to say Yeshua ben Levi, who was sure that he wouldn't catch the diseases because he was learning Torah. Uh, he he was a very great person. Uh, not everybody's on that level that they okay. I'll go to the leper ward and I'll learn, you know, learn Torah. But Kihavi Shochif, there was um, there was a rabbi in Israel who used to visit the uh, people who had uh, what's his name, um, Tzadik in our time, Rev Ari Levine, I think, uh, who used to go visit the hospitals and the prisons. And the prisons and the, and he never got, you know, he never got, you know, never got sick. Even in, in in those days, even you know, without the. Um, so, but this Yeshua ben Levi, uh, the uh, since he was such a tzaddik and he learned Torah that way, so uh, he he was protected. So Amalei when it came time for him to die, so Hashem told the Malachamavis, well, go zil avidle, go do your job, Gerusa, uh, but uh, but do him a favor, you know, go easy on him. He's he's my buddy. Uh, do do him a. Uh, don't don't put him through the usual routine. Death is not fun, uh, but uh, so but this uh, Bar Levi, who's you know who would go visit the sick and uh, who no one else would, so go do him a favor. So Oza is Chazile. He the Malachamavis went and he appeared 
to Rishuah Melevi, and he said, you get a wish. You know, what, what, would, what can I do for you? So, show me my place. I want to know where I'm going to go. In other words, dying is not fun, but at least if you know where you're going, you know, getting a front row seat, maybe you won't mind it so much. You know, leaving this world, you'll go to a good place up there. So, okay, we got a deal. That's easy enough. So, on the way up, uh, to the, uh, the, the place where he would be in Gan Eden, he said, uh, give me your knife. I don't trust you. Maybe I'll get scared on the way. Uh, it's uh, really uh, for a human to see the divine so the neshama doesn't stay in the body very easily. Sometimes some people say that the, just seeing the malachamavis makes the this, this soul depart. So he said, that this is going to be a scary trip up there. So maybe you better give me your sword so that I won't die before I get to see it. So Yadni gave him the sword of the Malachamavas. Uh, when he showed him his place, this is where you're going to be, uh, he jumped over the wall into Ganeidin alive. He said, well, I don't want to go through death. I want to skip that part. I, I know where I'm going to be. So... Um, uh, so he fell over the wall, got into Gan Eden. He Apparently it's described like jumping over a wall. It's like another world to go into. So, the Malach um, uh grabbed him by the corner of his garment. Stop! You're not supposed to do that. So, uh, and didn't let go. So now he's hanging over the wall <coughs> over there with the Malach HaMavis holding him. He said, I swear I am not going back. I'm not, uh, um, let's see, um, that's what he said. Um, so, Amra Kuchabriku. So the angel of death didn't know what to do. He's got a fight on over here. What should I do? <laughs> so he said, let me go back to God and get instructions. So he goes back to Hashem, and Hashem says, So if he's always getting out of his promises, He's going, and he goes to the rabbi to take it off. Nahadir. So then, uh, uh, remove this shvua that he said he's not coming back, and then uh, take him back and let him die like all men have to die. E lo, um, but if he never goes back on his word, so lo nahadir. So then he doesn't have to go back. So Hashem allowed him to be the one of the people in history who would go into Ganeidin without having to experience death. Death came about because of the original sin. In, Ganeden, uh, in the Garden of Eden, in, Gar- in Gan Eden. And apparently it's not pleasant. It's not something that's so... But he merited to skip that part. Um, so the angel of death said, uh, now that you're there, give me back my knife. Give me back my sword to kill the people. He didn't want to do that. He said, great, you know, I, Hashem gave me the ability to take away... Um, now, the Messianic time is described when there won't be the angel of death, where death will disappear, people won't have to die anymore. So that may be so. Nafik Baskov Omerle, but a voice came out and said to him, Give him the sword, Havli Nale. He needs it for his job. So apparently he had to give back. It doesn't say he did, but apparently he listened to the Baskov. Makus Now, Elio saw him coming. He said, He said, make space. He got, he, he, it's like uh, out of respect, they said, Bar Levyoi is coming. Also, he saw up there in heaven, and he was sitting on um, 13 rows of tiktiki pieces. 
that's a good spot. And what does the Earth Scroll say on that? Um, thirteen shares of fine gold. Oh, thirteen shares of fine gold. Thank you. Uh, it, it was a very good. She had very good seats up there in the, in the Gardevine. So Amrle Atu Barlavioy. He said, "Are you the famous Barlavioy?" Amrle Hen. Yes. Nereya Keshebiyanecha. What did you ever see a rainbow in the times when you were alive? Amrle Hen. Yes. In Cain, he said, "Ah, you're not the Barlavioy." Barlavioy had a reputation that he was such a tzaddik that um, the 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 rule is if a person is really good. He can. Uh, the whole world is worthwhile just for that person, and even if there are other people, normally people do what they shouldn't. And Hashem has to show a rainbow, which means that He would really destroy some of the world, but He promised no more floods. But if a person's really such a tzaddik, Hashem doesn't show the rainbow to indicate that in the merit of this one person, I wouldn't even think of destroying the world. So He, so Rishim Bar Yochai asked him, by the way, what, how big of a tzaddik are you? Were you such a big enough tzaddik that you never saw a rainbow? He said, no, I saw a rainbow. So he said, then you're not Bar Levyo. Your reputation was such that you didn't. Velohi, but it's not true. The uh, really, there never was a rainbow. That'd be bragging. He didn't want to t- say, oh, I- I'm not great. He was a neighbor of the Malachim. They were good buddies. Rashi Shushbina Ovo. He loved them. They hung out together. Um, let's do some... Associate. Let's just do some Rashi's on the left side. Im Kane Leslie Bar seven lines down. You didn't deserve the announcement. I heard that you uh, that you didn't ever had a rainbow. You don't need to have that sign. And he said, No, lo, no, it's not true. Lo Okay, back to the Gemara. So now we're at the next rabbi, Reb Chanina Bar Papa. Rechunia Bar Papa was was a buddy of the Malachim of Ki Now when it came time for him to die, Omer the Malachim of Zil Hashem said, "Give him what, give him a favor." Azla Gabe he appeared to Mishazile and he showed him who he was. Time to die, Omer Le Shavki give me thirty days and the heart of Tamuda, so that I can prepare my learning to take the test up on high. Omer Ashi Misha Balakan, fortunate is the person who comes there with Tamuda Biyado and he has his learning in his hand. Shavke he let let him have the thirty days. By the way, that's pretty good to know to review all your learning right. in thirty days. <laughs> so Labasa told him after thirty days, Aslaskaiza, the Malchamava said, I'm here. Omerle Akvili Dukte, show me my spot. Uh, show me where I'm going before you kill me. Omerle Lakai good. Omerle Havli Sakinecha. He says, Well, you better give me your knife. Dilma Mavisli Burka, maybe you'll kill me by mistake, you'll scare me. Omerle Kagavar boy Lamevili. He said, You want to do what your buddy did? Uh, um, I, I know that trick already. Omerle I see Savior Torah. He says, bring the Sefer Torah Rechazi and show to me, let me also go into God Nadin alive because you can't find anything in the Torah that I didn't do. Uh, so, me, so they said to him, well, did you ever go learn, uh, visit the sick and learn Torah? Did you ever merit that? You know, in other words, Bar Levyoy was unique that he was such a tzaddik that he could do that. Did, could you do that trick? Uh, so apparently he he wasn't as great as Bar Levyoy, but Afilu Hachi still Kinoik Nafshe. Apparently he did have to die. He didn't go in alive, but he did have something unique. When he died, a big pillar of fire came out between his coffin and the world. 
but Gemiri de lo masa and this kind of sign at a funeral, the have the amid denura, the the fire el echad bedor, one person in a generation, or maybe two, uh, but it's really a very unique kind of tzaddik that gets that pillar of fire. Car of the gabe Rebbe Alexandri. And uh, Rabbi Alexandri came near the pillar. I got to bury the guy. You know, out of respect for the sages, let them come to, the, uh, to bury the coffin. Lo eshke, the fire didn't go away. Do it for your own honor uh, to uh, let the fire go away for a minute so they can bury it. Miss Dalek, it went away. Um, um, this would exclude somebody who didn't do everything. You're not going to get this kind of treatment. Uh, the fire, delo isle makal igra, because I heard that you didn't do the mitzvah of putting a fence on your roof. That you know, he gave, <laughs> he was critical. He said, I heard that you know that uh, you you, did, you you wouldn't be able to say. I mean, who could say they did every single mitzvah? Maybe there's something you didn't think about. So he said, well, you're guilty of not having a roof, a fence on your roof. But actually, it's not true. Meyahavi, he had a fence. The wind just blew it down. He didn't have a chance to replace it. How come you don't see the rusin disease in buffle? So the answer is they eat a healthy diet. They eat the beets. It's a superfood. And they have the, uh, the beer. But it's who's me beer? Um, it's, uh, Rashi says hops. I don't know if he, I thought all beer has hops. Um, I don't know exactly what kind of beer that is, but it's, it's evidently. The distinction is that it grows on uh, prickly shrubs. Hops a, that grow on prickly shrubs. Uh huh. It's a certain type of hops. Huh. Michael, there, do you, have you ever grown hops? <laughs> I was going to ask you if you have the kind to grow on the prickly shrubs or not. The, uh, so we have to try the hops that doesn't... Uh, no, anything about hops. <laughs> okay. It ain't uh, yeah. So, Omer, um, thank you, by the way. How come you don't have lepers in Bavl? Uh, so I think the more it doesn't mean the Lashon Horakim, but the, the, the physical one. Also, they, they eat the superfoods, they drink the beets, Vishos and Shaker, and they drink the beer, but also they bathe the Prost in the Euphrates, which is very good. We'll come back to you it's interesting that they drinking beer is healthy. Um, this kind of beer. This kind of beer, right, right. You know, um, David Schoen's brother, 